to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I am one of your hosts, Chris Feltz, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. We are covering Love Island, Australia, Season 3, Episodes 6 through to 10. Now, Chris, this series just gets better and better. And in episode six, you know, we'd we'd given Jess and Taku our blessing, I seem to remember, and thought that was going pretty well. And then uh, there's a almost Phelps-like 180 that comes. <laughs> and, and so what, what do you think of Jess, Chris? Dave, I am calling her out from the start. And it is a Phelps 180. You're completely correct. She, she goes in with Taku. Obviously, we I'd slated Aaron, and it's like he's a bit of a bell and you know, out of order what he did. Poor Taku is just sort of left in the wilderness, but he ends up getting with Jess. There's a bit of a kiss there. There's a bit of like, you know, the dialogue between Jess and Taku is really good. And literally, I mean, I'm presuming this happens over, say, a 12-hour period over like sort of sleeping on it. Jess then decides to shit on Taku. But when Taku's speaking to her, she's sort of like, well, I can do what I want. Now, she can do what she want, but what she said there was nothing between her and Aaron, but all of a sudden there is. And for me, Dave, and I know I'll talk about Ronnie later, but that's just, she, she, to be fair, she did t- to the guys what the guys used to do to the girls, don't they, where they keep the options open, Dave. So we can't, I'm not going to be totally harsh on her, but I was sat there going, oh my God. It's the Spider-Man thing. All the guys are pointing at going, she's done us. She's done because she's playing the game. I didn't agree with it. I thought football Taku got shit on, but I was like, well, it is pretty much what goes on most of the time with the men. But is she playing the game? Because I'd said in the first five episodes, she kind of did this weird switcheroo herself where she was like not really interested in Aaron then she couldn't stop obsessing about him then she says there's no spark and ends up with Taku and then you know she does a switcheroo again and says oh I can't stop thinking about him it's like it's not as if she just thinks you know she's wavering a bit you know and thinks oh maybe it's one maybe this is the other it's not like she agonizes it's like she's all or nothing it seems and i'd said you know there was red flags the way she completely switched on aaron both times to say how interested she was in the first place and then second uh the way she just binned him off saying there's no spark and then she fucking ends up back with him and it's like Oh, fucking hell, I would run a mile here. Danger, danger, Will Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. I was sort of like, and what made me laugh is, it was annoying. I tell you what would annoy me about that conversation, she had with Taku. He apologised to her. She's yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I don't like what you're insinuating. I'm like, no, fuck off. You're gaslighting Taku here. He done nothing wrong but be a gentleman. I, I didn't see anything wrong in it in what he was saying to her. He was asking her, a genuine question. And as soon as she got a bit of resistance, you know, it reminded me of Dave so much fucking Beck off maths. That, oh, God, you know, yeah, it's your yeah. fault at any cost. And she was not having any of it. I agree that she can do whatever the fuck she wants, whether it's morally right or wrong. That is her decision. It's her life. She does whatever she wants. But the story we've been told and what she did there, I was like, we were almost feeling sorry for her. And I was like, well, Jess, I'm off your train. However, I don't know if you've got any more to say on that, Dave, because I was going to move on to someone else. I, I thought you were going to say something in particular, but I'll say it instead. However, 
what fucking great TV because the last thing we want from <laughs> yes. Love Island is to everyone is for everyone to couple up on day one and then just watch them fucking sunbathing. Jess <laughs> is a classic character to have on this show and it is brilliant, but fuck it, Ellie, it, it did take me by surprise that one and i did see some comments from our uh facebook group you know once we'd put out the first five episodes and people saying i think you might be surprised that some of the things that are going to happen and i think it was probably alluding to this with jess and and i didn't expect it to be so quick the way she just uh bin taku off and then went with the fucking emo string bean as i donned him last episode so um (laughs) well i think that he thinks he's fucking justin bieber crossed with eminem with that haircut dave because i think it's more bieber than anything i I definitely give him them vibes and he loves himself as well he's a little knob as well and at the moment he might turn into a good guy but i just think he knew. I mean, Taku, the fucking, the, the sheets hadn't even been made on the bed. And he was like, oh, Taku, Taku who? Oh, fuck him off. Don't worry about it. He literally picked her. And then she was like, oh, I fucking really like Aaron. And then she's obsessing about him, staring at him across the pool and stuff. And yeah, I appreciated Taku. It was just like, you know what? I'm not playing. So, you know, it's okay for you to have your options open, but I'm taking myself off the table. So I I appreciated that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair enough on that one. And also, Dave... Sorry, the very last thing I will say is it's, it's a bit weird. I was saying, is she playing the game? But she did kind of do that switcheroo right after she found out she was the most popular girl in the villa. Ah, I didn't, I, you know what? I didn't even correlate that, Dave. I didn't even think that, I didn't even notice. So that's a great spot. Yeah, I mean, it could be unrelated, but it just, I don't know. You can see that Taku's probably quite popular, isn't he? So, you know, if you pop, if you couple up with just, you don't have to be that popular yourself, but if you're coupled up with someone who's really popular, got a good chance of going quite far in this uh, show, haven't you? So I, I don't know. It smells a bit off to me. And I, I think those two things are too close together to be a coincidence. I think you're right, Dave. Actually, Inspector Horrocks is actually correct there. I think that, that I'd be coming to that same conclusion if I'd, if I'd spotted that. But also, we get Emily, don't we? This new girl. She sends a text to Ronnie and Mitch. And I've got to say, Dave, I'm questioning Mitch, you know. He, he's got a great body on him. He looks as old as me. He's 43. I'm 43. He's not 43. I'm 43. (laughs) But he looks old, Dave. I mean, he's not got the grey hair I've got, but he he looks older than 25 to me. He does a bit. And, and, you know, I went on a real journey with Mitch, to be honest, because I I don't like him. Like I say, he looks like a fucking rugby player from Oxford or something like that to me. He's just got that upper crust face about him and also he's got that gormless fucking laugh at him as well <laughs> you know when he's snogging all the girls and stuff he's like, <laughs> 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 like fucking steady on sunshine um yeah but but by the end of these five episodes actually i was kind of rooting for him a little bit so he, he's he's won me around I don't know, Chris. I, I don't know if he's older or he's just got one of those old faces that you grow into. <laughs> you know, like Willem <laughs> Dafoe's been 40 for about 30 years, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. You, know, I mean, <laughs> you just have some of these people, don't you? 
who um, who grow into their faces. And that's a good point, actually, Dave. Because I think I think with with Mitch, and you're right, these these next five episodes, it's pretty much his journey, isn't it? Really, with what's going on, because Emily comes in and puts puts it on him, really, pretty much. I know Ryan has a bit of a go with her as well. He's got no fucking loyalty to anybody, that lad. But but then it, it's, it is all about Mitch, Emily, and Tina. You know, so, mm. so I think, I think, I think what, I'd, I think with Mitch, what I would say, I'm not as convinced as you. And he came into it, I was thinking he's a good guy. But I've got, to, I've got to say that if this was real life, Dave, I don't think he'd have a fucking one iota of guilt towards Tina. Oh, no. I think it, it, it had gone off with Emily and done whatever they wanted to do together. And he'd be like, well, it never happened, did it? Let's just keep quiet. I think he's trying to be too nice. And I think he's what you always say. He's one of them fake nice guys because I don't know at the moment whether I truly believe he's being genuine. I just think it's, I don't know. It's, it, it, it just seems off for me at the moment. And I, I look, look, I know we've got the hindsight and people are in front of us watching this, but it just, I just was like, no, you are completely bullshitting here because your social media stuff outside the, the villa after this finishes. So I don't know what you think on that, Dave. Look, if he's out playing fucking his Aussie rules football, uh, he's coupled up with Tina and he's out at a bar, meets up with Emily. You know what's happening there. So I'm I'm not yes. saying I'm completely in his corner, but he just won me round a little bit um, compared to where I was, you know, when he when he first appeared and that. But um, yeah, I, I, so let's see where that one goes. But uh, I mean, Ronnie got a date as well, though, didn't he? When uh, Emily first came in, and Ronnie, who always refers to himself in the third person, <laughs> it's like fucking dick um <laughs> so yeah but clearly he had no chance she, she had to pick someone else didn't she but yeah emily has made a beeline for mitch all the way through these five episodes hasn't she oh big time big time and you say ronnie dave as well ronnie was doing what jess has just done as well because ronnie had courtney and ari and what made me laugh dave how do you get close to the girl that you actually fancy tell you what let's do some dancing together let's put each other's crotches <laughs> intertwine them and talk about this and let's do a dancing competition with the rest of the island but then pick harry and when when harry went am i with you of course and courtney sat there absolutely pulling her fucking hair out dave once she was fuming and i was like i mean he did say to her look i am Attracted to both, yeah. I do like Ari, but it was just was so obvious. It was that old classic schoolboy <laughs> thing, wasn't it? You know what I mean? <laughs> you pairing up with Give her a dead oh, arm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fittest girl in the school. Let's do the three-legged race together or something like that. You know, it's fucking nonsense. He, he I don't yeah, it's probably this probably another weenie. As we get older, Dave. <laughs> I love that. You know, he's coupled up with Courtney at the time, and you think, "Oh, where's this going to go?" And he's like, "Right, everybody, salsa lessons." Oh, Courtney, not so fast. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you got an injury? Just sit down there. I'll sort Harry out. Dave, he's into Harry, big time, big time. Yeah, well, you know, I'm not sure. I'm not convinced his attention lasts that long. But I did think it was funny because, uh, you know, earlier on he'd been saying like, oh, yeah, all the girls always say, oh, I'm never going to sleep with Ronnie. 
and then let's see you know so again a little window into how he navigates life outside the villa i just think he's a, a fucking creep to be honest i think you're right actually because I think we're, we're hitting into sort of where we are talking about six and seven really episodes, but I was a bit pissed off with Rachel because she had a pop at Chris and it was a cordial conversation and everything. And then it just turned and he's like, I'm not putting up with this shit. And I did think, I, I was in the conversation, I was thinking, what have I missed here? Have, have I have been looking at my phone? Did I leave the room? You know, what have I missed here that, that, with, with these two? Because I thought, I don't see Chris has done anything wrong. And to be fair, Rachel admitted she, she sort of self-sabotages, doesn't she, and, and overthinks everything. And, and they, they came together really well after that, to be honest. It was all, I'm not saying he was completely blameless, but I, I, I was thinking, I don't get it. I don't understand what's happened. I mean, did you pick up on that? Well, you know what, Chris, I'm going to be a little bit on the fence here because I don't think it's quite as obvious on Love Island, the, the producer manipulation. I don't think it's as obvious as how it is on Bachelor. I mean, it's just, it's laughable on Bachelor, isn't it? And you can see the f- producer's fingerprints all over it. But the fact that we saw nothing, not even like a, a little 10 second interaction, not even like, um, you know, a shot of maybe, you know, Rachel looking across at Chris at the pool and he's ignoring her or something. It was just weird. You'd think if there had been a real build-up, you would have seen that. Unless the producers just want to cut that out. They don't want to show it that to us, and they just want to show Rachel as this kind of uh, bunny boiler kind of thing. So I I couldn't... It did seem to come from nowhere, but is that because it really came from nowhere, or they didn't want us to see anything? That's true. That's true. I mean, she did. She, she did say something along them lines, didn't she? Regarding one of the games, she said something like, "I, I can't remember what it was, but something like I'd be doing something," and I was like, "Oh, hang on a minute, that's a little bit of a red flag there. That's a bit intense." Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I get, I get the feeling from Chris. He's a bit of a fake nice guy. Mm. I, I, I'm not convinced by him at all. And uh, like I said, I wasn't particularly convinced by Rachel either, but it yeah. was just the fact that we we hadn't seen anything. There was clearly something that had been going on through the day. Um, and yeah, his reaction, <laughs> he was a bit fucked off, wasn't he? And then um, wandered off. So yeah, I I need to see a bit more of Chris, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm not getting that he's blameless from that interaction. Yeah. And I think you could be right. It could be something off camera that just not edited in. I tell you what, Dave, I'm fascinated with fucking Ryan's face now, you know. Ever since you've said this something <laughs> off, it's like he's got no eyebrows. It's like his eyes and his 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 well, even his eyebrows are almost squashed together in the middle. I can't I can't work out. <laughs> you said it. I was like, no, he's a good looking lad, blue-eyed boy. He came in. I said he looked like the, to me, he was the, probably the best looking lad when he came in. And then the more I see him, I just look at him and go, there's something off with you. He's either got so much fucking Botox going on, but he's got like the Joker sort of eyebrow, Jack Nicholson. It's like a startled look all the time. And I, I, I agree now. The more I look, every time he comes on, I'm literally fucking standing in front of the camera going, what is going on with your fucking brow? 
There's something well off with it. It's your fault. I never it, is weird. It. it is weird, isn't it? It's like my brain just can't accept that that's his real face. It's just something very, very off. You know, lots of people look very different. And, I, you know, I feel bad if he, you know, that is just his natural face, but I'm not buying it. There is something definitely off there, something that's been adjusted. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And also, Ryan, he ended up in the uh, hideaway with Lexi Dave, about as exciting as you'll get in the hideaway. It's <laughs> just like, oh, right, yeah. Here we go uh, again. It, 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 Ryan turns on the old charm there. He gets all soppy and everything. And um, I don't know. I, th- I think one of the things, actually, after the hideaway, one of the things I found a bit annoying to be honest, was, um, you know, when they come back, they do the whole grease thing, don't they? You know, the boys yeah. go off, tell me more, tell me more. And the girls go off and, and they uh, want to know what's going on as well. And they're going on, you know, spill the beans, what's happened and everything. And he says, oh, you know, we, we didn't have sex or anything. And Aaron goes, oh, I respect her even more now. <laughs> and I was like, Fucking hell, are we back in the fucking 50s or something? I, I, why would you respect her more for not having sex or just having it? But, but if, if Ryan would have had it, would he have respected Ryan more and respected Lexi less? And I know yeah. he's probably just reflected society, but it's just one of those fucking bullshit things, isn't it? It's like, you, you know, previously they'd, um, They'd done the whole, how many uh, people have you slept with? And what I found really interesting about that, apart from Ryan, who's got his bullshit 500 number up there. I mean, it's a fucking round number, isn't it? It's like, oh, yeah. 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 Um, but all the rest of the boys seem to be downplaying it quite a bit. I, I can't remember everyone's number, but I, I seem to remember Mitch was like 35. And everyone's like... Really? You've been like an Aussie rules footballer for however many years. And, and you know, if you've been single and what have you, 35, it seems that bit seemed to be a little bit of a, a reverse of, of, you know, normal convention. But I just thought it was a really fucking <sighs> annoying comment from Aaron that just about how he'd respect Lexi more. It's, I think it's it, nothing it, to do with fucking respect, you little toe rag. No, no, because, and also he's just trying to win fucking people saying he's a nice guy, isn't he? I think that's, he's just, I think he, see, he feels he has to say that sort of stuff. I, I, I agree with that. I don't think it made sense. But I do want to tell a little story, Dave, about Greece. So I don't know. I think I might have told you this, maybe not on the podcast, but our like closest friends, me and Sam, we went to a party and... It wasn't a keys in the bowl party, Dave. It was just a, you know, a <laughs> get together of friends. And one I'm of glad the, one you of, clarified that. Clarified that, just in case anyone <laughs> was thinking, oh, yeah. But um, one of our friends, and it's Sam's best friend, and her husband's probably my best mate, and uh, outside of our you know, friends, obviously not you, Dave. You are the number one, by the way. You, you do know that. Oh, thank, um, you. thank you. No problem. Just remember that with your Christmas present. But, uh, but no, <laughs> yeah, on paper, on, you're my on type podcast. on paper. <laughs> yeah, on podcast, you're my type on paper. Um, but but we went to this do, right? And we're all there having a drink and everyone's having a great time. And our friend just said, says, Sir goes, you know what would be really good? Now, Benham, so I was probably about 30 then, Dave, 31. Why don't we do a grease night? So so I'm looking at Sam going, what? 
And everyone's going, oh, that'd be great. I could be Rizzo and you could be Kanikin. You could, you know, John Travolta, it could be Danny and all this. And I'm going, I remember my mate just going, and it's his missus. He went, but Claire, why? <laughs> what the yeah. fuck? Why? <laughs> and then all the women are like, oh, huddled up. Like you say, like, oh, that'd be amazing. And I'm looking at Samsung, looking at me, Samsung's going, oh, it'd be really good if you could just tell on my face. I'm like... Well, I'm not fucking turning up for that. You know, I could probably get my hair looking like daddy's, but I, I cannot dance. Then he was like, get a leather jacket and we'll get T-bird things and pink ladies printing on jackets. And I'm like, but where are we going? Are we are we, are we going on like a pub crawl for the day? Like, no, we'll just do it in someone's front room. And I'm like, well, I'm fucking out there because I'm not fucking 10 years old and I have no interest to dress up as fucking Danny Zuko Dave, you know what I mean? It's not Halloween or anything, any special event. Let's let's just do it. Let's just dress up. Let's just do it. it. Well, you mentioned, I've got a quick story on that, Dave. We'll segue very quickly. Uh, Halloween, about 10 years ago, everyone's getting dressed up. My old man goes as fucking Richard thingy, the Rocky Horror Show and all that all that stuff, well, uh, Tim, Tim thing, whatever he's called, gets dressed up, gets the full gear on, gets told it's a 70s and Halloween night, so you don't have to go as just a Halloween thingy. What did I do, Dave? Chris goes as fucky Starsky, out Starsky you know, she gets the afro, went to Affleck's Palace in Manchester, gets a second-hand leather jacket, I get the brown gloves, I don't even know that was Hutch wore them. And, uh, yeah, only one there, Dave, who wasn't in Halloween gear. Fucking had a gun. I burst in the room with a gun and this wig on. Fucking... Everyone's, everyone's like, like fucking Dracula fuck or Frankenstein yeah. or something. <laughs> what have you come at? And I was like, Starsky. And they were like, yeah, but that, what's that got to do with Halloween? And the old man was having me at it. He went, he, I said, he told me it was a fucking 70s do. Uh, yeah, it's one of them stupid things I never forget, Dave, unfortunately. It was another Could embarrassing moment. <laughs> <laughs> he could have told you something else, but um, <laughs> very true. Uh, yeah, you know it's weird because it, in the UK we do like to be true to the Halloween spirit, don't we? We like to dress up as like ghosts and ghouls, witches, and everything. Whereas in America, I don't think they particularly care. I think they it's just dress up, you know. So so it's yeah. just fancy dress uh, a lot more. So I think I think you'd have fit in there. A bit I would have done. I would have done. I remember going as the Undertaker with Sam, and it was on my Facebook the other day, well, about a month ago on the timeline. And I went as the Undertaker. The rest had the belt on and everything. And I've had about four people come up to me on the night. Go, wow! Goes, you know, what? I look like Gene Simmons. What a character! I'm like, I'm not fucking the guy out of Kiss. I'm the Undertaker, one of the greatest wrestlers ever. You know what I mean? But there you go. <laughs> no, like wrestling. Oh, I used to watch that when I was about ten. What <laughs> do you? Right, anyway, right, move on, Dave. Move on. <laughs> so, Chris, at the um, we did have a recoupling, uh, and. Uh, what I found interesting about this one, I, I didn't, I didn't write the uh, the obvious ones, you know, who coupled up with who, but uh, Emily got to choose, and she chose Mitch. You know, this had been coming for a little while. Uh, Ronnie chose Ari, and mm. uh, you know, Courtney wasn't happy because that's who she was previously coupled up with, and uh, so we've been through this whole recoupling drama, and. Sophie Bunk decides to fucking wander out the green room and join them. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, I think you've had a recoupling, haven't you? Well, apparently 
the public have been voting and, you know, they quite like Courtney. So Courtney gets a stay of execution and gets to stay. So what, what do you reckon to that? Firstly, like Sophie Monk just fucking wandering in after the recoupling and also Courtney staying. Well, Dave, I've got to defend Sophie because the way you went at her on the last episode oh, is a disgrace, <laughs> She's a national treasure in Australia. And I think it's a disgrace <laughs> he said about <laughs> she is fucking useless absolutely useless. In. that's chris that's chris talking that's me it's chris it's chris dave she looks the part she's a good looking girl and everything but when she comes in i'm just like what is the point coming? <laughs> it's like the last rose on the bachelor isn't it this is the last rose no shit sherlock wow thanks very much for that Chris, you know, did you notice the Keith face from her? So Keith no. from the office, when he says stuff, you know, when he's having these awkward conversations and then he just nods at himself and he closes his eyes while he's nodding. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Sophie Monk did it. I can't remember what she said now, but she did that thing and then just closed her eyes and did a little nod. I thought it was Keith. <laughs> I'm going to have to dig it out and send it on to you which minute it is. But uh, oh, I can't believe you're still calling her out, Dave. Unbelievable. That's Dave, <laughs> by the way. Uh, no, no, but, but I, I do, you're right. And it, it was, it's the inconsistency with Love Island. The UK one was the best. We had that poor girl who was not even in the show for an episode on the, the last UK series. She gets binned off, but then as soon as someone becomes free to keep them in, they go you may be at risk of leaving the island. And this is exactly the same because Courtney's like public opinion. She's a good girl and, and she's getting the votes. Tell you what, we'll let you stay this one time. And then if someone who isn't getting the vote, the next one, they'll just fuck them off. It just, it, the, the inconsistency of the way the voting goes, like, like there's the big thing on the UK one, and quite rightly, it was called out. Most of the time, it was the guys doing the recoupling, won it on the last series again. And, mm. and some had said, I'd never noticed it, but some had said, this has gone on for two or three seasons now. The guys have the majority of the votes. And I, I just didn't understand why. It's like, why is she, she's not done anything. She's been dull as dishwater. I've not seen anything from her to say, let's keep her in. So so why? Just because the, the public, it doesn't mean she's going to get in in a relationship. She's not been full of drama or anything. Actually, she's just been in the background, one of them non-contestants who's just yeah. going along for a fucking all-inclusive. Well, when she's on the VT, she talks herself up like she's got a really good game and everything. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't see it. Um, series five of the UK, they kept Moira in, didn't she? No, didn't they? You know, she yeah. was... Uh, you know, she was left single, and then you're thinking, right, she's out. Clearly, the producers intervened and said, nope, you're going to go on a date, and, and they kept her in. But that was Moira. She was TV gold, wasn't she? Courtney, it's fucking dollars dishwater. I suspect, Chris, strongly that she has got friends in high places. You know, she's either the fucking daughter of a producer or, you know, just good friends with someone who can pull some strings here because there is no fucking reason to keep her in the villa. I'm sorry. She's no. she's not a good contestant and the show would not be any poorer for her leaving. No, I'm with you on that, Dave. And I'll tell you what I'm going to put to task on today's episode, Dave. The fucking crying. What is the matter with these people? The crying is ridiculous. Re- 
ridiculous. It's like their fucking dog has been run over in front of him. Like there's some traumatic incident gone in their life. They are a bunch of fucking pathetic fuckers. I'm sorry. I know it's Love Island and we're not going through the experience. They're and always I probably- like that. On the know, UK, but- they are. On the US, they oh, are. They, they're always like, oh, I can't believe it. you got to leave. Shall I see you next week? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll never see you again until we meet at one of them red carpet events for the show. But it's just- I've got to oh, leave shit. and go into the fucking adjacent villa, you know, so uh, so I get to stay there. Because surely they're, they're not going to fly them home, are they? They're, they're going to no. stay still on holiday. They'll just be in a different fucking villa with all the other rejects. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I know we've talked about the recoupling, but it was Emily who pissed me off because she was just, this was before the recoupling when she she went with Mitch and she went, I've got to do, I've got to do. And I'm thinking, no, yeah. you don't, Emily. You've done it because you know that you're going to be staying in the villa. It's fuck all to do with Mitch and fucking Tina. It's to do with you being in the limelight, Dave. No matter what she says, she, it just nonsense. Because if she'd gone with Taku, there's a chance they could have gone. She goes with Mitch, then they stay. So, it's bullshit. And then in the next episode was the same. Fucking Tina, Dave. A tears. Unbelievable. It was like a fucking waterfall cascading. The girls, every, oh, I was just like, the guys were doing it. And I'm not saying we shouldn't express our emotions. I've got no problem with that. I'll put my hoodie up and pretend that I'm being all macho, Dave. And I may be crying when I'm watching stuff like Afterlife or whatever. Even Endgame got me, Dave, which is a Marvel film. So I'm allowed to be pretend to be semi-tough on that. But <laughs> I do think that it just was like, oh my God, these fuckers have got taps in their eyes. You know, it's just ridiculous. The context of real life and watching this to crying, it's just like... You're unbelievable. Unfucking believable. I was just on one watching it. I was like, maybe I am getting old and grumpy. Now unfortunately, <laughs> I, I am not buying any of this shit. <laughs> there possibly is a bit into that. We'll, Probably, we'll maybe yeah. think of a, a rebranding uh, at some point again in the future. You know, grumpy old men watch reality TV. Um, <laughs> but before that day, Chris, so, you know, the start of episode nine, uh, we got to see that um, the, the most popular boys were Taku, Aaron, and Chris. And the least popular girls were uh, Rachel and Lexi. And I'm thinking, well, Rachel's got this in the bag because Chris is right there. He's coupled up with Rachel. They had that bit of a uh, bit of an argument, but they seemed to resolve it after that. Nope. Chris sends fucking Rachel home. <laughs> yeah. And and <laughs> and you know what? You've made a great point before, and you're so right. Is the stuff going on off camera that we've not seen with Rachel? Because yeah. she's not come across as a bad person to me at all. I'm just speculating. I don't know anything. I know you guys are ahead of us, so you may know other bits of tea that we don't. But it just seemed really odd that he was going to, and, and he was like crying his eyes out because he voted for her. And I'm like, well, that's your girl. Why have you done that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I think that plays into what you said about Chris being a fake good guy. Yeah, I'm not buying him at all and his fucking homophobic hands impressions. I, I, There's something really off about Chris that I don't like. It's funny, you know, don't you think he looks a bit, a bit like uh, Cillian Murphy? He does. He actually reminds me, there's a guy at work who who quite looks like Chris. (laughs) And he is a stand-up great bloke, to be honest. But uh, yeah, it's the eyes. It's the eyes that look like Cillian Murphy. I think so. I think so. And Chris, obviously, he was distraught. Absolutely distraught, Dave. We get Nicholas and Zoe coming in here. 
by the end of episode nine, he's snogging Zoe, Dave. And the whole house <laughs> is up in the air, joyful. And I'm thinking, hang on a minute, you were all fucking down and out because Rachel was going, <laughs> yeah, you didn't say exactly. much. You were you were crying your eyes out because fucking Rachel was leaving. And Rachel's like, oh, maybe if he walks out single, I'll be happy. And <laughs> Chris is not fucking asked one bit. Again, this all these data points just collecting around this kind of fake nice guy persona. I, I guarantee you, Chris, that those fucking hands impressions, if you go to his TikTok, which I'm honestly never going to do, I guarantee you <laughs> that is one of his personas that, that he's got on there because they cleverly kind of throw in things, don't they, that, that, you know, to promote their own social media. <laughs> you know what I thought you were going to say? I'm going to go there right now. I wasn't expecting you to say because I'll never go there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go to his fucking TikTok, am I? You know I will, but I'll go and investigate that. <laughs> well, I know that's not going to fucking happen. <laughs> Phelps investigations. <laughs> reads, reads one article. It's the truth, you know. I've read it. He's yeah, said it once in an article. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Anyway. Yeah. So we get to episode 10. And finally, Emily and Mitch kiss. And it, they look like to me, Dave, they look like there was chemistry between them. I, I really, I think Emily's been quite nice since she's been in the villa. She's not caused a lot of ways. Obviously, I know she's going to have to Mitch and I'm questioning the bullshit crying at the recoupling, but I've not had anything bad to say about the kiss. And I'm thinking, holy shit, this is it now. Oh, Tina's well out of the game. In typical Love Island fashion, to give that proper memory, almost like Liam and Millie who won it in the UK, Dave, he decides that it's the worst thing he's ever done. And he starts crying then. I'm like, oh my fucking days, what is going on here? <laughs> Oh, he's he's been uh, crying throughout, hasn't he? This whole thing, and 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 what I appreciated was that uh, after Emily had picked him, he slept on the daybeds outside, and he's just like, "Look, I, I just it's not fair," and and kind of, I, I want to be fair to you both. I am genuinely confused, and you know, need to sort my own head out. So I think it was that more than anything that I thought, all right, okay. Fair play to you, because how many times have we seen on Love Island, you know, them, them say, oh, no, I can't believe she's picked me. You're going to sleep in the same bed? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you putting a cushion down the it's, middle? No. no. <laughs> it's a two different job, quilts. But yeah, someone's got, got to do it. She's not going to fucking spoon quilts. herself, is she? You know? <laughs> so... <laughs> But I'll be thinking exactly. you. So yeah, that, so I appreciated he did that. But I think the turning point, Chris, was not necessarily the kiss. He really didn't like it when Nicholas was talking to Tina, and get you know yeah. Nicholas. He's another good-looking bloke, and he. But you know he he was sort of turning on the flirt with Tina, and and I think Mitch just really didn't like it, and so. I, I thought he was going to do that classic thing of like, you know, well, I want to be with Emily, but I don't want anyone to be with Tina. So I kind of appreciated that he eventually kind of made that decision, you know, and he he said, look, I want to pursue things with Tina. And and I think in terms of personality, I, I do like Tina. She's got some good gags, even when she was fucking crying. I can't remember what the joke was now, but she was in the VT and she's like, well, you can't just let a good joke like that pass you by just because you're upset, can you? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, she's my spirit animal here. So um, 
yeah, I do. I do like Tina and fucking Emily when she's doing some of those challenges. It's like she's in a fucking softcore porno or something. <laughs> she's really, you know, got that down to a T. Um, but then Have she kind of no. Well, apparently, Chris. Uh, uh, apparently, so they say. <laughs> <laughs> But, but Emily, you know, she goes, <laughs> I'm trying to move on here. She goes straight on to Taku. And then, you know, there's no flies on her because she's like, oh, yeah, I was I was thinking about you and fantasizing about you before I came into the villa. So she's like fucking right off the Mitch, Mitch train and she is full steam ahead, you know, basically telling Taku she's been uh, fantasizing about him. Well, Dave, Taku, it'd be silly not to pursue it. He's not really with anyone. I know currently he's with Tina until she's obviously going to get back with Mitch. They're the natural couple. And and I've just said all this, and I'm probably going to be a hypocrite because I think you're right. Emily's doing the classic Love Island, Desperado. Like that girl who on the UK one was with, oh, what was he called? A fucking dickhead teacher who fucking loved himself. We got with nobody. Oh, fucking knobhead, <laughs> wasn't Hugo and that girl he got with, who was also an absolute wannabe, Amy. but she was Amy. She was clever enough to play him, and to and he was so stupid, Hugo, because he is such a knobhead. Anyway, he is a dickhead. I got no love lost for him, but she just absolutely played him. She she was she had no interest in him anyway, but because he acted like such a bell end, she ended up coming out of it looking good, and so sort I of helped a little mini revival on social media. So so yeah. That was Love Island 101, wasn't it? You know, it's sort of like you kiss someone, they roll over and you go, oh, there's someone behind me, I'll roll over into them and give them a kiss. And it, <laughs> it, It's the classic Love Island desperado. I want this holiday, I want this new life, so I need to pretend to be in love sort of thing. So, I mean, but I don't think it's fair on Taku, to be honest, Dave, because I've not seen anything from Taku other than some of his David Brent cheesy lines. I think he's a good guy. You know, I think he's probably, mm. out of all guys, I think he's probably, for me, my favourite. He's one of the most genuine ones. Yeah, and you just, I'm not, I'm not sure I'd say worry about him, but, you know, he's just been dicked around by Jess. I just don't really have an appetite to see him dicked around by Emily because... Like I say, she was all on board the Mitch train. You know, she was pursuing him aggressively. And then he makes it clear, you know, I'm going to pursue things with Tina. And then she's like, right, on to Taku then. <laughs> so yes. it doesn't feel authentic to me. I don't think their relationship will last much longer anyway, because we've got a double eviction, Dave, going into the next episode. So I don't know whether they're going to do the old... if. If they're going to do couples, then they have got to be at risk, haven't they? Because Tina's going to get out with Mitch, and if there is a recoupling to do with the double vote, or if it's just a vote off. But it might be the old one where, i tell you what, let's split up a couple. Instead of the couple going, they split them up, don't they? And then you've got this mm. limbo where two people become friends. I never agree with that. I always think that if one of them gets voted off, they both should go, because that's the whole point of Love Island, isn't it? It's just the producer's choice, though, isn't it? It's just like, it you know, yeah, fucking, it let's let's have this double eviction because we want to split up, let's say, Ryan and Lexi. We want one of them to go because we, we you know, they're a bit cosy. We just want to fuck them up a bit. <laughs> That's yeah. all it is, really, isn't it? So, But, Chris, again, I've really enjoyed this season. I've 
again been a little bit ahead of you and I've been chomping at the bit. I'm like, I need to get on to episode 11, especially when they leave it on that cliffhanger. It's like, you know, it's going to be a double eviction. So, so it's just good to, to kind of catch up again, get this recorded, and then we could get on with the next five. <laughs> exactly. And I will race you because I'm the same as you. I'm really enjoying it, Dave. I think it's just a different level with the Aussies. I just love their honesty, I think, a lot of the time. And, and it, I don't know, there just seems to be less about... There is the social media stuff, you're right, the TikTok stuff with Chris, which I will be checking out, Dave, and you don't believe that Chris Felt's investigations will be live <laughs> and kicking again. And only fact, Dave, the reality radar. Now, Dave... I'm going to say it now. The reality radar has been working overtime these, of these five episodes. Do you know who I think is going to win it, Dave? Aaron and Jess. No. no. Telling you, Dave. I'm telling you. Aaron seems to be not, he was so, you know, you saw people winning you over. I didn't mind him towards the end of them. Episode nine and ten, it seemed to be Jess was doing her princess bit, and he was—he seemed a bit more grounded. Whether the nice guys in him, I'm not sure. Granted, he was a bit less of a dick than how he was in the previous episodes. I, I did pick up on that as well, but uh, no, I, I'm not having that. I, I don't know. I'd need Chris. I'm not sure I'm in a position pre Casa more to make any predictions. <laughs> ah, that's very true. Absolutely, <laughs> that is yeah. the, yeah, yeah, the landmine, isn't it? That just scatters all the pieces everywhere. People who are coupled up, you know, you kind of, and you thought were safe, suddenly aren't. And so, yeah, post Casa Amor, I'll probably have a go. Hang on. Hang on a minute. I think I've done what I always do, Dave, and shot the load a bit earlier. <laughs> you've you've yeah, jumped gone in too early. without actually thinking. Yeah, I've done with Chris Phelps special now. Hang on. I, I retract all that, and I'm not editing it out. We're keeping that in, but yeah, it's a very good point, actually, Dave. Right, okay. Forget everything I've just said before you came in there, Dave. So, anyway, again. Oh, and also, we will be watching The Bachelorette as well this week and getting an episode out. It's night and day, fucking night and day. And if you do listen to both podcasts that we do, guys, you know, we we, we watch The Bachelorette, but it's like the mental torture just for me and you to talk, Dave. That is the highlight of it all, that we can just let it all off our chest. And we've got the hometowns, haven't we, with Michelle this week. So there's four guys left, and it's just going to be the same fake bullshit, Dave. But... Are we going to watch it all? You're damn right we're going to watch it. So <laughs> thank you as always, guys, for tuning in and, and supporting us. We really appreciate it. We are getting there with Love Island, and it's great that so many people, we said it on the first episode, have actually stopped watching it until they can they catch up with us. So really, really appreciate that. Uh, if you want to support us, as always, patreon.com forward slash cdrealitycast. If you want to email us, cdrealitycast.gmail.com and go to social media at cdrealitycast. So brilliant stuff. Um, today's roll call of honour is Michelle, Keith, Helen, Brianna, Noreen, Claire, Amy, Zoe, Joanna, Helen, Libby, Katie, Dee Dee, Priscilla, Susan, Tracy, Lauren, Lucky Lulu Green and Kent Gustafson. So thank you. So, oh, and Tracy, David, I've not said her twice, but we'll say her again. So thank you, Tracy and Kent Gustafson. So thank you so much, guys. It's really, really good year. We're absolutely humbled. We've had such a good year, Dave, doing the reality stuff. As we come towards the end of the year, it's just getting better. It certainly is. And um, I'm actually just thinking because it, in the UK and also in 
the US, we are a little bit behind. So it looks like, as we're recording today, they've got up to episode 17, and it seems to be consistent. So where we are in the UK seems to be where the US are as well. So no problem with the next five episodes, if we can get that recorded uh, at some point over the next, over the coming days. And then hopefully they'll be up to episode 20-ish after we've yeah. recorded the next episode. Good stuff, mate. Good stuff. So it's time to go. And thank you as always, mate. You know, I love talking about this stuff. I will see you next time. Brilliant. Cheers, mate. And thanks to everyone out there for listening. And I'll speak to you next time. Bye.